You can save every day by shopping at Whole Foods Market. Seriously, don't just go for the big sales. Walk the store and see the savings for yourself. In the seafood department, look for the yellow low price sign on Whole Foods Market Responsibly Farm Salmon. This fish is perfect for the grill. Buttery, fatty, yet lean, nice thick fillets. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it, and I know I can get it at a great price. There's so many ways to save at Whole Foods Market. Now you know. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Money Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Adams. This is a weekly show dedicated to helping you master your money, live rich, and love the journey. I cover every aspect of personal finances, and my mission is to give you the answers, tools, and resources that you need to take your financial life to the next level. Today's show is for you if you've started a business or have ever thought that one day you might like to start a business. It doesn't matter if it's your full-time occupation, part-time, or even just a side hustle that you do on nights and weekends to bring in extra income. I received an email that inspired this show. It's from Oliver C., who's a student at the University of Southern California. Oliver says, I've been listening to your podcast for a few weeks now and have to say thank you for all the information you're sharing. I especially liked your recent episode, Six Risky Situations When You Should Avoid Using a Debit Card. I'm opening up a small business and want to know what financial services, like banking and taxes, you recommend that most people don't consider when starting out. Also, are taxes for companies filed separately from individuals? Oliver, thanks so much for this great question. I want to welcome you to the Money Girl community. I'm so glad that you found the show. I'm going to answer this question and give you five tips that every entrepreneur should consider when starting a business. Are you ready? Let's do it. Tip number one is determine your business entity. When you start a business, you need to consider what type of entity you want to establish. While this might seem less critical and certainly less sexy than getting customers and earning income, your entity is really important because it has serious legal and tax implications. The most common business entities are sole proprietorship, partnership, limited liability company or LLC, corporation, and S-corporation. Being a sole proprietor is the most basic and simple entity because you don't have to do anything. You don't have to take any formal action to create it. In fact, if you're doing freelance work right now or have a small side hustle, you may have a sole proprietorship and not even realize it. Most small businesses start out as a sole proprietorship and then change to a corporation or LLC as they grow. The reason you may not want to remain a sole proprietor indefinitely is because there's no distinction or legal separation between you and your business. As a sole proprietor, you're entitled to all profits, but you're also responsible for all the business's debts and liabilities. 
That means in addition to your business assets, your personal assets, such as your savings, vehicles, and home, could be at risk because you have unlimited personal liability for all obligations of the business as a sole proprietor. On the other hand, separating yourself from your business by either incorporating or forming an LLC protects your personal assets. But the downside is that it involves some administration and cost. I did a podcast less than a year ago called Self-Employed, When and Why to Incorporate Your Small Business. It's episode number 372, and I think it will help you understand the pros and cons of moving beyond a sole proprietorship. And after you listen to that podcast, if you still are not sure what type of legal business entity is best for your business, be sure to consult with an attorney. So after you determine your business entity, tip number two is know how to file taxes. This is an area where most new entrepreneurs have a lot to learn because it can get pretty complicated. Once you start making income from your business, I can't stress enough how important it is to work with a qualified tax professional. Don't try to do it all yourself. Most people don't realize that even if an accountant prepares your taxes, you're still legally and financially responsible for the information they submit on your behalf. So you need to find someone good. I recommend that you only work with a certified public accountant or CPA who specializes in preparing individual and business tax returns. These professionals are held to pretty high standards. They've got to meet education and experience requirements. They're also qualified to represent you before the Internal Revenue Service or IRS if you get audited. Here are some resources to find a great CPA. Take a look at the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants website, Wealthminder, Yelp, Angie's List, and other business owners. These are all great places to find someone trustworthy. And of course, I'll include links to these resources, plus many more that I'm not going to mention in the podcast in the transcript for this show on the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com. Just look for episode number 406 called Advice for New Entrepreneurs Starting a Business. Now, the answer to Oliver's question about whether an individual or a company pays tax is that it depends on your business entity. With most entities I mentioned, you automatically get or have the option to elect pass-through income for tax purposes. Pass-through income means that the business profit or loss literally passes right through the business and it goes to you as the owner and then you report it on your personal tax return. A regular corporation is the only entity I mentioned where the company must pay its own taxes separately from the owner's. However, if you elect to become an S corporation, that means you choose to have pass-through income instead. But no matter your business entity, you still have to file a business tax return to calculate and report how you came up with the profit or loss that you claim. 
I'm not going to list out all the forms that each of the entities has to submit. I will include them in the notes for this show. But for example, for a sole proprietorship, you'll need to file Form 1040. That's the individual income tax return that we all file every year. In addition to that, you'll have to file Form 1040 Schedule C. That's profit or loss from the business as a sole proprietorship. So the forms that you have to file for different entities are different. And again, going to a CPA is really the best way to make sure that you're filing all the forms that you need. Additionally, when you have pass-through income where no taxes are withheld, you're also responsible for paying the self-employment tax. This is similar to the Social Security and Medicare taxes withheld from most workers' paychecks. You pay it using Form 1040 Schedule SE. SE stands for self-employment. I did a podcast called What is the Self-Employment Tax? It's episode number 350 if you want more detail on that tax. And by the way, if you get this podcast on iTunes, you'll notice that only the previous 25 shows are listed in the archive. So to find older episodes that I mention, you'll need to go to quickanddirtytips.com. You can either go to the notes for this show or enter the episode number or topic of the podcast that you want to hear. Enter that in the search bar at the top of the page. And any time that you have income that is not subject to withholding, like self-employment income, you're required to pay taxes in advance. It's called making quarterly estimated tax payments. This is required if you expect to owe at least $1,000 in federal tax for the year. So I hope you can see why it's a good idea to use an accountant. There's a lot to know and a lot with taxes that can really trip you up. Okay, moving on to tip number three. This one is separate business and personal transactions. Keeping your business and personal transactions separate is important because you've got to report your business income and expenses to the IRS each year. For instance, if you don't have a system to know which restaurant meals were personal and which ones were with potential customers, you might forget to claim a qualifying expense as a deduction. I'll cover more about deductions in the next tip. Although it's not against the law to mingle your business and personal finances, it makes filing taxes, monitoring the status of your business, working with an accountant, and even selling your business down the road if that's something you want to do, much more difficult than if you have those expenses separated. To stay organized, you could mingle personal and business finances, but be meticulous about categorizing them using accounting software, such as Quicken or QuickBooks. Or you can open up a separate business bank account. I've got to tell you, I've managed businesses both ways. There's no right or wrong. It really just depends on the number of transactions you have and how good you are at keeping up with categorizing them. When choosing a bank for business, consider what's most important to you. Do you want a local branch or do you prefer to use services remotely? While free personal checking is pretty common, banks or credit unions typically charge fees for business accounts, and it's going to depend on your volume of transactions or even if you want to use online banking services. Large banks may offer lower fees and more online services, but small banks have benefits too. They may be more likely to give loans to businesses in their community and offer personalized services if you need it. To open up a business checking account, you're going to need documentation for your business entity. For instance, with a sole proprietorship, 
You need a social security number or a tax identification number. With an LLC, you'll need your tax identification number and articles of organization. And here's something else that you'll need to do first. If your business name doesn't exactly match your real name, so if your name is John Smith and your business is John Smith Painting, if it doesn't match exactly, you'll typically need to register your business name with the proper authorities in your state. This process goes by different names. You may hear it called filing a fictitious name, registering a doing business as or DBA name, or registering a trade name. It's all the same thing. You register a DBA name with your county clerk's office or with your state, depending on where you live. But I'll tell you, most banks I've worked with have provided me with the necessary DBA form when I applied for a new business account. So hopefully your bank will be able to give you some guidance. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out. Where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun. Where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me, this spring is pretty rough on allergies. Sometimes you just don't even want to go outside. But luckily for those that live with the symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in one pill that relieve your symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It's a double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongest available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, sinus congestion, and pressure with ease. Claritin D starts working fast, like as little as 30 minutes, and it's non-drowsy relief, so you still make the most of the day. If you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. You can find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. You want to ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hey there, I'm Brad. I'm about to win the Tuesday Night Bowling League Championship. I'm also a highway worker for the Ohio Department of Transportation. When you move over and slow down, you're making sure I can bowl the winning strike with my buddies. Remember, they're not just roadside workers. Thank you for moving over and slowing down. Okay, back to tips for starting your business. Tip number four, understand business tax deductions. Tax deductions are a legal way to cut your tax bill, so please take advantage of every one that you can. But in order to do that, you need to get familiar with which expenses are partially or fully deductible. In addition to paying less tax, qualifying tax deductions can give you some nice perks, like having a meal at a terrific restaurant with potential clients, combining a business trip and a vacation, or having a beautiful home office. Here's a list of common business expenses you might be able to claim as deductions. Auto expenses, entertaining up to 50% of the cost. Travel, including transportation, lodging, meals, and tips. Business books and conferences, 
fees to professionals such as your accountant, lawyer, or consultant, bad debts that are uncollectible, principal and interest that you pay on loans, computer equipment and software, advertising, office supplies, and even business losses. The IRS says you can deduct any expense that is ordinary and necessary for conducting your business with the expectation of earning a profit. When in doubt, categorize an expense as deductible and then consult with your accountant about it at the end of the year or at tax time. Also, just because you don't get a receipt for an expense or if you pay cash, that doesn't mean that it's not deductible. You can learn a lot more about business expenses and what's allowed in IRS Publication 535. I'll put a link, of course, in the notes for this show. And the last tip, number five, get professional help. As you can tell, there's a lot to know about the legal and financial aspects of running a business, especially as you begin to grow and hire employees or work with contractors. Instead of running in the dark, reach out to professionals and have consultations about your questions, ideas, and goals when needed. Believe me, it's well worth your time and money to seek advice and make sure your business will be successful. Thanks so much for spending time with me today and to everyone who submitted a five-star review in iTunes. You guys are awesome. Your support for the show means so much to me. If you're looking for more resources and tools that I recommend for just about every area of your financial life, check out my tools page at lauradadams.com or go directly to lauradadams.com forward slash tools. You'll find over 40 of the best products and services that will help you earn more, save more, be more productive, and accomplish a lot more with your money. I'm so glad you're listening. I'll talk to you next week. Cha-ching! That's all for now. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.